Welcome to the Rumpus Room. Hey everybody, how's it going out there? It's the boys from the Midwest back kicking it here in the Rumpus Room and let's hit them with the takeaway message of the day. Negotiating, everybody's favorite topic. Hostage negotiating. So I'm, I know we talked about this book before and I'm recircling some of what I've been reading and I've been watching some of his YouTube clips. He's done some conferences. His name's Chris Voss, hostage negotiator. What he talks about is everybody is obsessed with yes. And when you negotiate, the goal at the end is yes, but not the beginning. And yes, you know, like, to, hey, do you have a couple minutes? You always hesitate to respond. Well, I mean, yes, because you know something is coming afterwards. Rather than starting with a no, is this a bad time? No. I mean, because you're making your decision. So that's been the big learning for me. So in an email, a great way to think of it is you say something and then just say, do you disagree? Instead of, do you agree? So just flipping it into the negative. Because again, when what I've been even doing this with my significant other, um, you people feel more control when they can say no because we don't get to say it enough in our daily life sure so there's this uh little section on how to get a raise so i'll just read it for our listeners because i'm sure a lot of people out there are Thank gunning you. yeah a gunning so the first thing you ask your boss is you kind of have your what you want and then you ask him do you want me to fail and it sounds pretty harsh, but what do you think they're going to say? Well, no, of course not. Mm-hmm. Okay, in order for me to do what you want me to do, how am I supposed to get there without these those, so these things? And then list off what you want. Mm-hmm. So then he is basically trying to solve the problem for you. So you tell him what you want, and you kind of give him, hey, this is what I want, but what else can you do? Because a lot of times negotiating, people think I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for twenty percent. They're gonna give me ten, ten, and we're gonna settle on fifteen. Yeah. So that's why his book title is never split the difference because that never works. There's always in negotiating. There's always other things like, hey, maybe I can hit your price, but let's, how about you come to a conference and speak on my behalf, you know, and give me sales collateral, or maybe you do interviews for me for a video. You know, there's a lot of different things, or maybe, sure. maybe you bring me to a col- like a meeting with all of these other clients and customers. Mm-hmm. So you like, so there's different ways of negotiating other than just price, um, which I think that's kind of negotiating is an art, and really what it is is like fact finding. So. Yeah, fact finding and um, searching too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, there's like a discovery component that. Um, the and I don't want to say manipulation, but putting the power in the person's hands to say no is really pertinent in in one of the projects I'm doing right now, where we're asking people to be twice as productive if, as they used to be, and those are difficult decisions. Those are difficult, and you just made me think of like a a good f- sentence a good to say, which would be, "Does that seem unrealistic?" Exactly. You know, you always sort of speak in the negative. Do you want this to fail? Yeah. Do you want this project to fail? Well, no. no. Yeah. Well, okay, that's good. So now you're on common ground. Yeah. Yep. And so, I mean, the there's so much there. So you know what? What? So my fiance's taking a 
timing. This is good timing. She's taking a sales training course right now. And she said it is super sleazy. Like, tell me about your pain. And we were just talking about how freaking obvious that is. Sure. Like she said, so she was actually tried all this on one of her current uh, sales target customers. And they said, I appreciate these sleazy sales tactics, but let's just get down to the business. Mm -hmm. And like really just called her out. And she was just laughing because she's like, she tried it out. And her boss too is like kind of sleazy sales guy. Um, But I think people are getting more educated on this. Like, yeah, I get it. You're going to try to find my pain points and make me feel the pain. So I think it's like kind of graduation into this next level of negotiation. Sure. And so what the strategy is using the no thing, but then also getting them to just talk about their their side so instead of saying like tell me about your pain sure it's like they so this is what the tactic is is they say yeah we're doing fine but uh the last vendor we had um really is kind of frustrating us and so you just say the last vendor you had is frustrating and they boom they keep going sure yeah they're frustrating they charge too much money they -hmm. charge too much money yeah they came in and did all this stuff and so now you're just like opening this book up without mm-hmm. having to ask the question so how is your vendor you're essentially just like turning the page but they're the ones that's re- exactly. that are reading yeah exactly mm-hmm. and like people i've i've noticed this in conversation if you just repeat like the last and i think i've said this on previous podcasts you just repeat you can have like the longest conversations with people and not say a fucking word because uh-huh. uh-huh. you just like you're frustrated. Well, how was your weekend? Oh, it was great. The kids did this, but oh man, this happened. What did you do with your kid? Are you, you did this with your kids? Yeah, we went out to this and this and this. Oh, and then we did the the bouncy ball thing. The bouncy ball thing? Yeah, they had a house. Like you just yeah. can go yep. forever. Yeah, you can. And it's fascinating because it's like these tactics. Uh, I my fiance and I do them on each other all the time, mm-hmm. and they still work. You know, like it still works because it's human nature mm-hmm. and psychology. So, you know, good things to test out. I would recommend looking up Chris Voss and it's just great negotiating stuff. And what I've found it's been really helpful in my personal and professional relationships because I've getting closer to people. And negotiating, you do it all the time. I mean, it's really how do you how do you figure out what other people want mm-hmm. and kind of explain it to them in their way of thinking. So, very powerful stuff, and I think we're graduating just from the old sales tactics of, you know, 10, 15 years ago, all these conferences of, you know, tell me, tell me about how, you know, how fresh, what did, you, how much did you get, your, what's your bonus like? You know, those are questions that they want you to ask, mm-hmm. is like, well, would you have trouble paying your mortgage? And we are just laughing of like, that's so invasive. Yeah. You know, like that is so invasive. And when somebody says that to you, you just feel like, well, who are you it's to like ask using me that? Shame. It is. It's, yeah. Who are you to ask me that question? And uh, shame has been such an overwhelming component of how life has been lived for the last, I don't know, several decades. I mean, <laughs> since like the 50, basically since the war times. For like, sure. Shame was probably like the predominating motivating factor of the entire educational in- industry. I mean, that's well, you how, didn't get an A. 
Yeah, that's well, that's how teachers uh-huh. discipline people is mm-hmm. you shouldn't do that. You know, you're not good enough sort of a thing. Like mm-hmm. that's the that's the ingrained response in pretty much like well, you all... think about like religion. It's like ingrained in us extremely hardcore. Like you're not a good person if. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I wonder if that harkens back to the original sin idea. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean we're going yeah. way back. Uh, the fact that you're born means you're a sinner. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, somebody saved you if if you, believe, you if you if, if you, you, if you believe, give up. Uh, he's he's risen. Yeah. Well, uh, and so again, we've been I've been reading the Tao Te Ching, and some kind of different translations, and there's it's so similar to a lot of the teachings in the Bible. You oh, think yeah. of like the it's general theme, and I was joking around saying like, man, a lot of these things seem really similar it'd be really easy for somebody to kind of take credit for a lot of the stuff that was written before the bible was even thought of you know i used to have extreme resentment for the bible until i started reading other spiritual texts and then was able to be like oh they're saying the same stuff (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just the same thing it is just a different story and there's a lot of good lessons in in the bible and the Mm -hmm. I've mm-hmm. actually come to grips with not resenting it as much either. I think when we were younger. Well, when it's shoved down your throat. You oh, know, my gosh. Like, you just uh, are like, get this what thing. The, a- what the hell is happening? No, I, I don't mean, believe let's it. Start, like, Sunday yeah. school. Oh, my Sunday gosh. Sunday school, that is a trip. Oh, talk about a great experience for a kid. I mean, we went on our Sunday school experiences or our church <clears throat> Our church camp experiences before we did we we that dove was a great into the quad now. We had a lot so of good if you feedback hadn't heard about that. the yeah scroll a little bit further uh, I don't know it could have been a month or two ago but mm-hmm. we can we can dig on Sunday school for a bit um, mm-hmm. I I w- was extremely happy I mean it's it's glorified babysitting let's be honest parents don't want to deal with children in church oh, yeah. so they put together an adolescent program so that. <laughs> So that you can have babysitting, but there's some sort of value that is getting For sure. received out of it. For and sure. I mean, that's the origin like, of Sunday school. It's like, what's the difference there? Yeah. <laughs> parents don't want to deal with, un- we don't, well, we as a congregation don't want kids. Running around. There. Yeah. Screaming. Making a scream. Let's have. Go teach them some songs. Go teach them some songs. We'll have them come in. And do scream a little at ditty. each other. Do, they'll, they'll do a little number. Give them some cookies and send them home. Fire them up with sugar. <laughs> Remember that? Here's that was little, the best part of church was how, those cookies. This, how I don't I never understood this though. How did they make the lemonade taste so good? Oh, do you remember that lemonade? Oh, of it course was, I remember that lemonade. It was it was gasoline. A, just, it, it was rocket fuel. That I, is, it was it was essentially it had to be country time. It was probably country time. It with had to be mounds country, of sugar. With they had to double the amount of sugar. In country time, and they probably doubled up on the country time. Which country time? <laughs> For those I mean, of you talk who don't about know. talk about the best <laughs> best powdered mix you could ever put into a uh, drink. Country time is like sophisticated Kool Aid. Oh yeah. So if you if no you, no no, I want country time. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a glass of country time, mom. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy myself today. Oh, would you I'd, also like a pipe with that country time lemonade? Just like a, a rocking chair I'll and take a, a good country John Grisham time, novel. <laughs> like ice country time, and I want uh, a M M&M and M cookie with those huge M and Ms in them. Oh yeah, oh, remember yeah. that? I I remember the sprint from the pew. The sprint from the pew right into the 
Sugar Factory, Country yeah. Time, and that was easily. Uh, I remember that. All right, it's like a Pavlov's dogs. It when is, that yeah. when that closing hymn came on, oh baby. Well, how about, sugar. how about those people that couldn't make it past the closing hymn that were just dibbing out? Dip I was out. so jealous. Oh, those people. Uh, it, it was the the parking lot, over. the parking, the parking lot traffic avoiders. Yep. You know. Yep. I know. I actually, I know. I work. I got with the message. Yeah, I got it. Like I get it. So we're gonna go. We're gonna get all the good cookies we're and all the fresh country pick, time, and we're getting the hell out of here. And we're gonna go. And the parking lot's another story of church, but let's let's. Well, it's because we went to mega church. We went, yeah. Let's we went give to let's like, give co- cookies and lemonade our dues before we get there because we can't can't skip. can't skip over the importance. So, of, so of what the, was your favorite cookie? So we had a obviously plethora of it was cookies. obviously it was uh, M and M's. You know, oh, the, and they're mean, the they were big, I don't know where they got the those M and M's because they're not standard issue M and M's. No, they're not. They're, they're um, maybe church. They're they're holy M and M's. Whatever they Twice were, the size. It's like I don't take know where a you peanut M and M and take out the peanut. Take out the peanut, but make it flat. Yep. You know, traditional so M like, and M size. Yeah. I don't know where you can buy or, that. Excuse me, shape rather. Shape. But uh, yeah, it was like you know you steroided an M and M. You put that much regular. holiness in it, and next yeah, thing you know, I mean, it just comes out of maybe the oven. They and just, boom, maybe they just set them size. normal M&Ms, and then all of a sudden, once they hit church, you know, lobby, boom. I, I think they just have the M&Ms underneath the stage, and so they're just yeah. getting all that holy energy, yeah. you know, they, all they just, of those, all that love coming at them. And so they put those in the cookies, and obviously I was an M&M guy, you know, but how important Can't go was, wrong with the chocolate chunk, though. There, the that was chunk. that was good because sometimes they the good M M&M and M cookies were either gone or they're picked over. See, so see, there we go. Because if you get there early, point. the distribution of M and M's is critical. Oh, you got to have an M M&M and M in every bite, easy, or else you, 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 and you're eating chalk. The best you're is when chalk. there's like four on the outside. Oh, just you get just them on, like the picking, like hanging I mean, off. Almost. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those, it's that's like, just th- those ones are just like that's that's the. I'm sure maybe that was the motivation of the people before closing him is to get the fallen off <laughs> on the side M M&M and M cookies. Because yeah. there Whether were some or not, with they like knew three it or not. That was it. That was. Def- I mean, that was always jackpot. You're like mm-hmm. that's like uh, that's like the equivalent of one of the you know when you're playing like shuffleboard or whatever and you get one hanging on and off and it's worth five points. You oh know? yeah, I mean that. Oh yeah, it's that was great. So yeah, in the unfortunate incidents that the distribution of M and M's was poor. Um, so first, occasionally, well, hold on. First choice in cookies, so yeah. we can just go down the list and sure. do top five. And these are Lutheran cookies, so I'm not sure <laughs> where. Thick. So I'm not sure where your you know religious cookies came from. I don't know what the Catholics do or the Baptists, the Baptists or the Protestants or the Methodists or the Jews. I don't know what any, any yeah I, or the Arabs the for that matter. I don't know what their uh like post sermon food is. But um, I do think it's smart and we So can, these Lutheran we cookies. Can circle back. It's a lasting image. It's kind of like you train you it's like when you train I've been reading this negotiating book. The last thing you leave them on is a positive note. So might as well gas them up with sugar and country time, and they'll come back. Those kids will be like, "Fine, I'll wait as long as I get that extremely overflowed M M&M and M cookie." Well, how that's about my the, top choice. How about the old, um, the old? So you obviously can't grab two cookies if you're at the front of the line. 
Well, but what, in the, what was our rule? Did we have a rule? Yes, one? yes. You could only have one, but then if everybody had already gone through the line and there were leftover cookies, then it was all game. And that was guaranteed tummy ache time for me, but I still was going to do it too. Oh, yeah. You, you press know, through I mean, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only problem with that is you would have to drop down into like oh, a yeah. chocolate chunk. Well, so let's go through the line. You all got right, number one. You'd go, M&Ms. I would say M&M full of M&Ms. Yeah. And I then, mean, yep. this is like a process that my little mind went through. <laughs> so I would say medium distribution. Moderate amount two. of M&Ms, step two. And then once you get low amount, I would move into chocolate chunk, chocolate high chunk. distribution. Sure. Yeah, of course. It's like scatter plot. <laughs> yeah. Decent village. Yeah. I mean, you, decent coverage. Yeah, you want to We got have, the cover two of chocolate yeah. and the chocolate chunk. Yeah, you want to have... In the M&Ms, you need full-on man-to-man coverage. Yeah. You need it all over. You need everything. You need bodies on bodies. <laughs> this is not zone defense. This is this is no, as involved as Chocolate chunk would, would fight back if you got one of them that was just globbed with a chunk of chocolate like like, like a in major one spot chunk, like a meteor like a landline a, a landmine or like a yeah a meteor in if the you center get the of the meteor cookie, of, ch- of chunk that i mean that that uh, that encroaches on medium distribution m&m i think cookie so. territory and usually they were right next to each other they were right because you to would go basically and then they'd put like sugar and then the brown ones i don't even know what the brown oh, ones were i'll get you i'll snickerdoodle oh they're snickerdoodle, snickerdoodle. Hmm. so which is essentially just a sugar cookie with like some sort of brown uh, brown covering <laughs> some sort of brown on top i don't know <laughs> is it cinnamon um it was some sort of cinnamon like substance because i remember being pissed one time because all they had were low chocolates low like, chocolates like yep, low distribution yep, yep, yep. and browns and sugars and i tried a sugar and was severely disappointed yeah i mean you go well, from expecting an m&m to get in a sugar and you it's are down. I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'm throwing in my towels. <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm thing, done. Mom. Mom. I'm not going to church next week. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not coming back. I want I, country time. Won't do it for me. We got that at home. <laughs> not nearly the sugar though. No. So um, how about this though? Did you ever experience those off days where you you know I, I'd experiment you know sometimes we I wouldn't have the availability of solid distribution M M&M and M cookies so I'd go for the Snickerdoodle mm. in the off chance that they did not overcook the Snickerdoodle so Ooh, so I'm telling you like I've, real I remember that excellent consistency yeah I solid do remember throughout. even actually this I, I pressed on a couple. Of them. <laughs> Because you could tell right away. Oh yeah! Once you press, oh yeah! Put your finger in there, and it's a bad one. Because I remember, I I I I didn't do a whole lot of testing in my oh, day. I but tested. I, I, I tested. I, I was I was shameless as a twelve year old. <laughs> Boom! Not that one. Got, nope, they're bad. We're going out of sugar. I got energy conservation to handle <laughs> yeah. here. I'm not gonna eat that shit. Nope. Boom. Oh, We're going man. to sugar. I'm gonna find a good sugar. Going over to sugar. Test, test, test that one. <laughs> Give me some country time, mom. Let's so, go. That's what all those little fingerprints <laughs> in the cookies are. They're not actually supposed to be dented in no. the middle. Those are just young boys no. pressing <laughs> on them to figure out the consistency. I don't um, remember doing it a lot, but I remember like questionable being like, ah, I can't, because you could tell pretty quickly. Yeah, well, if you because there's nothing got, more satisfying got, 
then biting it. I mean, oh, nice and chewy. A chew, like, real, real solid. A chewy. Because for some reason, Snickerdoodle would encroach on it, a chocolate chunk. I it, think you're. Right. I think chewy Snickerdoodle encroaches on medium distribution uh, M and M's. Ooh, you're rising going up, up there into second place. Yep. Um, because you know what? Nobody ever cooked the chocolate chip M and M's one to that degree no, of softness. No, they just they hammered them. <laughs> I, mean, I don't they know. Hammered them. I don't know what they They're were trying doing. to boil the M and M's or something. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's not a pizza. Like they're they're tiny little things. So what they must have done though is they must have stacked them and like put those on top. Because I also remember that chocolate chunk, you had a chance of getting that yeah. warmer. Pillowy. <laughs> it's like yeah. biting into a pillow. Yeah. A pillow of sugar. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, but Snickerdoodle, yeah, very, very so Snickerdoodle, sneaky. and then in last very place, sneaky. sugar. I, I honestly can't even remember the sugars. Oh, know? I tried them. I, I, oh, because it's just like eating chalk. It's yeah. just a white... I mean, I mean, if you had consistency, it was worth one or two bites. But I don't, even, I don't ever remember there being consistent sugar cookie. See, I do. Oh, see, I, I never see, even I ventured didn't do on that a lot side. Of snickerdoodle. Okay. I would. Go, I do because I remember one time, happenstance, just probably pissed off at the world because there's not distribution of M and M's or chunk. Just, yep, yep. I just ripped one of those sugars, bite it. I remember. I do remember biting it and being like, "Whoa, this is." <laughs> Another level of soft. <laughs> so I would end oh, up. So you were a convert. I would end up going. You know, I, I remember. Well, one yeah. Time then you go through touching them, trying yeah, to figure out. Well, I remember. Is. I knew which ones were. Which. <laughs> yeah, you could tell if it had a decent little droop or something. But I, I do very much remember ripping them. So let's say it's near the end, and I remember just tossing a whole cookies that I that were just lost causes. Oh, you did. Oh yeah, picked it up, just. Nope. Snap. Done. Right Did in the you go trash. Back to another one? Oh, I remember because the <laughs> I rule recall. the rule was home with one cookie. It wasn't like grab one up <laughs> yeah, if you at could front. if you could house one before we left. I I see they were too big. Those things were, were big. big. They were probably um, bigger than your palm. Yeah, I mean like we're, a big we're talking a palm. solid 5 diameter, 5 yeah. inch diameter yeah. roughly, you know. Yeah. And then you wash it down with a glass of sugar country time. <laughs> and you could hammer country time. I mean, there was oh, no boy. limits on that. You no. know, and it's a little Take two Dixie or three cups. of those Dixies and put them down. Yeah. Those shooters of country time. <laughs> You're ready for a rambunctious car ride home oh, at that point. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. I, we, we were uh, watching some nephews of my fiance, and we had cake. And literally ten minutes later, it was like a, ba- a bomb went off. Like a just, button was pressed, and just and so we started up. having push-up contests. And they did like six of them, and they would just push up, push, and then go crazy, and then do it again. But it was like a whole another level of energy, mm-hmm. which I mm-hmm. do not remember. But I can imagine our little court of you know wolves running around under sugar. Probably was quite the spectacle, quite the sight to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I wonder what it would be like to give. I mean, I I hope I wish it upon no teacher ever. But what would happen if like you accidentally gave a class of like second graders a case of Red Bull? 
just to watch the chaos that would ensue. Spike the the water. It'd start like ripping up papers and flipping over desks. Oh my gosh, they would... That thing would burn down. Uh, O.H. Anderson would be burnt <laughs> to the ground. Oscar Henry would be so ashamed. Oh yeah, if that's he knew what that's happened. the the third through was that third through sixth. Third through sixth. Yep. If those Red Bull girls that used to drive around the college campus decided to take a stop at Wildwood Elementary, <laughs> just <laughs> offload a couple of cases. Oh, that's what the that's recess. what Jules doing right now, aren't they? Uh, yeah, Jewel? Jewel is very much, yeah. The I, Jewel I, under a lot of scrutiny right now. Jewel Even Trump is, went after him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jewel is under a lot of scrutiny. Um, I actually heard that young adults are vaping in the bathrooms at high school. And, like, that's the cool thing to do now. So Of course. Um, you know, if you're a badass, you go into the... Uh, the the bathroom during school hours or whatever in Jewel and uh, oh yeah I'm having Jewel man oh, oh gosh that's well yeah the salesman is outside so the Jewel salesman's outside I know they're getting yeah. a ton of shit from that which I think is appropriate yeah um, I mean in college you probably had the Red Bull girls who were literally driving around cars oh, yeah, dropping stop off at our cases house. of Red Bull they knew where our house was yeah and they knew when we had parties. So they would just come drop off two of those 24-packs. and Gas it up. Of course, everybody who just at our party would just pop off, and then all of a sudden... Next thing you know... Our our, uh, our furniture's all turned over. we come back sometimes from a party, and our friends thought it'd be funny to rearrange our furniture in the most ridiculous way. So our couch would be on its side, like going up the stairs. But perpendicular to the floor. Yeah, perpendicular. Like the, the tables would be upside down. You know, you couldn't get in because it'd be blocking the door. Oh, that's just good, clean fun right there. That's uh, good stuff. That's good. And I would imagine you did the same, right? Oh, it you got to return the a, favor. You yeah, figure that out pretty quickly. Uh-huh. And there's just, I mean, that that's just good, clean fun. Any other good college pranks? Oh, let me see. I mean, we did the, well, I didn't do it, but my roommates did the thank you fathers for your freshman daughters party. Oh, yeah. That was always a little aggressive for my taste. Yeah. I had to, so our house had to go visit uh, the sister, sister Mary, Margaret, Ooh. at the, the college. And we got under like a probation or something because, yeah, you know, it's funny because so we actually had one year we did that. And then the next year it was the MasterCard commercial of like college tuition. Yeah, yeah, thirty thousand, fifteen thousand dollars, football but, tickets, ten thousand dollars, whatever. My friend, roommate, actually took the numbers off of the bill from college, so he had like a very oh, accurate assessment. Sure, sure. And then he did like, um, me plus your daughter, priceless. Yep. And that, that was the bottom, which of course bold move, bold move. But that was the meeting, and they got so mad about the numbers that we were kicking out. Oh, yeah. And so they actually said that they were wrong. And so then we actually went back. We're like, no, they're right. Because there was exactly to the dollar. Because my roommate's smart. He was super intelligent math Oh, and all of that stuff is, like, freely accessible. It's on your effing student bill. Yeah. Everybody knows, but they got so mad about the number. And they were – so they – in the write-up, they said that the numbers were wrong. And so we brought a picture in that we had off Facebook and said, well, here's the number. Because they misquoted us on purpose. I mean, it just... Not Sabotage. A good I mean, the problem is doing that. You open wow, yourself low up. blow from the uh, from the Catholic administration. Yeah, odd. Very, no very odd. 
Well, and that's what I mean. Well, and, the, and after that, sir, if after that session, I can guarantee there was no Country Time and M M&M and M cookies. No, we did not have any Country Time. No wafer crackers either. No, this you're was, drinking from the same cup in that instance. Yeah, no kidding. And that is the cup of shame. That's right the there. shame cup. <laughs> that's the we cup were, of original they sin right put there. Us in, they, they served you up a full on. Yeah, we worked was, in the. Basement. That was the Last Supper of. That was our Last Supper. <laughs> That was our last supper. We went under. Uh, well, boys, your period. last supper costs. Yep, here you go. Here's the bill. Here's the bill. <laughs> yeah. Tell, yeah, so Why don't you take a little probation to go with that? Oh, that was quite frustrating. And then I got in trouble. And no, actually, I didn't oh, get you were an trouble. Athlete, I was so an athlete. You throw I wasn't that, even there. You throw that layer of complexity onto I had a, it. I had a uh, game that day, which was yeah. frustrating. But of course, I got I got roped into it and. Had to do the old song and dance and apologize and all the fun stuff. Got to play the game, you know. I did. I we uh, had enough violations such that we had two years of sobriety at our residence. Mm. Yeah. Um, How did that happen? That happened from a nasty stream of events, and um, I actually was not there, so we were on probation for alcohol-related violations. Uh, I was a part of an organization on campus that had a house very near. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, and we were somewhat governed by the administration. And um, I, I was, we had, a, we were on, pro, we were in a probationary period. And um, I was actually studying abroad at the time. And there was an allegation of sexual assault. And this was before the days of, of yeah, this extreme, is before it was bad. Well, this is before the days of like extreme witch hunt sexual assault. Yeah. And it was in the days of like the escalation to what has become. I mean, this was shortly after like the Duke lacrosse scandal, which if you do look at the Duke lacrosse scandal, it is an it's entire rough. fabrication. It's and rough. these kids' futures was totally ruined. Yep, was and I'm rough. not obviously condoning uh, sexual violence or sexual assault because it happens all the time. And there are a ton of women that are victims. There are a ton of men that are victims. And I obviously am not condoning that. But um, there have been a lot of instances. And this is my similar stance on the death penalty, which is like, I don't believe we should have the death penalty in the off chance that like the 0.04% of people who are actually innocent are killed for a crime they didn't commit. Yeah. I mean, that sort of thing is like, well, we, the innocent until proven guilty thing with sexual assault really went by the wayside. Oh, and it's yeah. Basically well, when it's like tried in the allegation media like it is. Guilty. When it's allegation tried in the, guilty. When it's, when it's tried in the media or it's like when the names are released of all people involved, mm -hmm. like they protect the victims, get it, and they do release the names of the accused, it's difficult to come out of a, an accusation. It is. And so there was an allegation against a gentleman who was trying to be a, a part of this organization, and he wasn't actually a part of the organization, but it's usually how it happens. This allegation occurred at the residence. Mm -hmm. So there was a two year sober, no party ban on the house, which I mean, is a big deal. That's a lot of For college. That's, yeah, that's that, your, that's, that's half. Yeah, that's a <laughs> lot. So, um, and, but we're very fortunate that we weathered the storm and, you know, didn't have further violations and whatever. And I, I mean, I know plenty of places that have been shut down for that sort of thing. And the university of Minnesota football players actually had a really bad rap too. They got falsely accused of, um, 
of sexual assault and a bunch of them got kicked off the team and it was actually PJ Fleck's original recruiting class and then they sued the university for like defamation of character and I don't actually I didn't hear what happened because I believe they settled out of court probably settled out of court the university knows they screwed up that one and it's yeah so the the, due process sort of thing just but this the sexual assault thing is you know of course I think you and I are on the side of it happens it's bullshit and it's a travesty it's a horrible thing it's just terrible and that's not behavior that men should be standing for and i think mm-hmm. college culture does a terrible job of, of addressing it. addressing it like mm-hmm. how do you how do you handle it i mean you mix alcohol in there and it's just a big pile of just crap and it it ultimately comes down to in a lot of the senses or i would say the majority of the time it's probably not a man with who is a monster. It's probably a man who's had too much to drink and is in an environment of toxic masculinity and mm-hmm. falls victim to it and does some bad things. Yeah, and these environments are so freaking unhealthy. Yeah, so the issue, I think, is more with the environment because the environment is addressable. I mean, you can't... I, I don't think you can... You can't, like point out i mean sanders was in the news this week for saying you can't use facial recognition software or predictive analytics he was saying if he becomes president you he will not allow predictive analytics to determine who's going to commit crimes which is the concept of the minority report yep and um so do you want to explain that to people just so sure well basically it's this tom cruise movie and it's probably a book before that but um yeah it's a book uh, that the they they have this technology which can help them see into the future and they can see like you know a certain number of instances into the future like let's say three minutes and then they can predict who's going to make a murder and then they go in and swoop in and say you've been accused of attempted murder and people and then the whole thing is like one person they made a bet the wrong call and there was like a glitch in the system and whatever. And and so I thought that was a really big step by Sanders to say that I would not allow that sort of predictive analytics to occur to try and predict crime because Mm -hmm. that's a very slippery slope, which I have a lot of respect for that type of, um, uh, protectionism or moral sort of fiber. But, Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, the, I don't even know where I was going with that. I was so, so we're talking where we talk well, sexual assault with yeah. predictive analytics yeah and the environments yes, are the ones we can change yeah yeah so we should focus on the environments of tos- toxic masculinity as opposed mm-hmm. to like shaming that individual who made a bad decision i mean obviously they know what they did was wrong and there needs to be the appropriate reper- repercussions for, sure, for they those. need to be they need to be accountable for their actions uh-huh. and i think that's completely reasonable we also need to solve the problem differently yeah. Like this is not like the shame doesn't work. It's how what is addressable in the situation? What can we what can we change? Mm-hmm. And what what do people have control over and what do we not have control over? Mm-hmm. And I think the environment's a good point of what do we have control over and how do we control that environment? Oh, and the one thing I always laughed about is uh the university had this sexual violence counselor who was one a very good-looking attractive woman. Mhm. And two, she was a woman. So she's coming in and talking to these young men about sexual assault and violence. And she's like, yeah, you know, you shouldn't be aggressive with women and all this stuff. And I was always thinking to myself, like, this is a man's issue. Yeah. 
you it need really men, it, it, you need re- men talking to men it just you need like the quarterback of the football team or some like somebody kind of leaders who's respected in the respected community and, to be like and who look, can say we have an issue versus you have an issue exactly. so it's different when you point the finger at somebody and say you guys have an issue i mean that's not in any way moving towards solutions no again it's like pointing and saying we're better than you. Yeah, like, it's pointing. It's putting blame. Gonna... It's shame. It's saying you're the issue. Mm-hmm. I'm perfect. Why don't you f- fix yourself? I mean, yeah. that never works. No, and all and it does like, is create distance. Well, and what 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 do men think of that? I mean, like, what's, we can be uh, like, well, we feel honest. singled out. We feel like, okay, well, what do you do in that situation that doesn't help? It? Well, here's so then the it thing: becomes the it becomes uh, we do the this. she was drinking yep. she had no idea she yep. was trying to take my pants mm-hmm. off and then all of a sudden she wakes up you know there's so many different stories but then it becomes but the he said she said but which exactly. doesn't it's, it's you're telling me focused. what to do well there's two parties in this and a lot of instances the the overall agenda doesn't doesn't look at the individual situation so mm-hmm. easy for men to write it off when somebody that they like when when a man talks to a man about this and says guys this is bullshit yeah like get your shit together or we need to get our shit together like, we, we can't be doing this are, to women we are you know? we are being little boys we need to act like men yeah how do men act go and talk to women when you're sober yeah. like figure it out you know it's like all of these things that like an older individual needs to say that's respected like i say football players but i just mean they're macho men that that usually are involved in this like egotistical culture. Well, and that's just ownership. That's a group taking ownership for an issue Mm. rather than being forced to do something by somebody in a position of power, which inevitably there will be this pushback and is the reason that there's so much pushback for like the political social justice warrior movement and why it's exacerbating all this. But I mean, We'll get. We'll let you guys draw the conclusions about that stuff because you know we have some. Uh, we have some lemonade. We have some country time, and some evenly distributed but healthily distributed M M&M and M cookies to eat. And uh, I guess uh, that's all we got for y'all this week. Tune in next week when we'll be back kicking it here in the Rumpus Room. <laughs>